When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check, check, check. Oh shit, we're recording. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Oh, you may know me from Netflix's top trending show, Tattoo Redo. Yeah, that's me, bitch. I'm the one hosting. And to the six of you who sent me messages saying how terrible of a host I am, suck on it. Okay? Because I'm not a terrible host. You're just projecting the childhood love that you were neglected and I feel bad for you. I'm sad that your parents didn't love you enough so that you identified negativity and toxicity as love. Therefore, you project it out into the universe because that's the only thing you've received. I hope you receive real love one day. That being said, check out my show on Netflix, Tattoo Redo. (laughs) Top trending show. Thank you. Jesse Mae Peluso of Netflix's top trending show, Tattoo Redo. It's available for your viewing pleasure. Pleasure? Pleasure. Binge it. Watch it. Share it with your friends. Thank you so, so much. It was a long time coming, truly a long time coming to record this show. And it was, it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited about it to the, to the haters and the fans. Cheeto Santino used to do this thing back in the day. (coughs) It's not COVID. I'm choking on a, on a um, string of ginger. Ginger root's a tough thing to chew. Cheeto Santino, speaking of ginger root, Cheeto Santino... (laughs) used to do this to all my fans and the haters back in the day and that's just what I thought of so shout out to Ginger Root Cheeto Santino love him so much I also want to tell you guys to go check out the YouTube page if you want to watch the podcast it's available on the YouTube page youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso and as always we well not as always as a little revamp the Patreon is back up and running Join the Patreon to get exclusive content. We're doing Weeds Day, BAM, Sunday Smoke Sessions, all the fun stuff over there. Patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. That's me, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I just got done doing yoga, so I feel very free. What else did I want to tell you guys? So we got the shows promoted, the podcast, the Patreon. That's enough. Let's get into this episode. This is featuring one of my best friends, someone who moved away and just didn't even consult me, truthfully. Didn't consult me on the move and just fucking left. And it's downright rude. Downright rude. I love this man. He's so funny. He's on tour right now. You got to go see him live. He is just such a delight on stage and he's a delight in life and a delight on this podcast. And we go deep. I don't know if I cried. I don't think I cried. You'll, you'll figure it out. But please enjoy this episode with my dear friend, comedian and author. What is that creepy door noise behind me? Sorry, Josh. The door just totally got right in there. My dear friend, Mr. Josh Wolf. Sharp Tongue Podcast. 
You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. It's, is it my, am I echoey? No, am I echoey? Oh no. Oh, we're perfect. I mean, of course we are. I, okay, nothing, let me tell you something. I just had a podcast before you and it was a neurosurgeon. Nothing makes you feel more of a retard than interviewing a neurosurgeon. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like, I'm so sorry you went from a neurosurgeon to me. Who well, looks like you need a neurosurgeon. I do. I need more than a neurosurgeon. I got to tell you, like, first of all, your new thingy on screen, super professional. I love it. I love it. It's got the... Your tags, it's got your picture. Your image, we have to add in your, your, yours looks covered, but yours will be entered posthumously. Not after I'm dead, right? Well, I mean, just like a, as a phrase, but you oh. won't be dead. <laughs> you could just say after the show, that's also a phrase. That's also a phrase that doesn't mean you're dead. <laughs> Later on, you could have said, not after you're deceased. What the fuck? <laughs> But look how much more fun that was. Are you sending someone over to kill me? Is that what do no, I No, never. Oh, my God. Where are you? Are you in o- OKC? I am at Bricktown Comedy. This club is so fucking cool. Bricktown Comedy? It sounds dangerous. Yes. This hotel. Oh, I love it with the straw. You went just like this. Like I was about to. <laughs> like you about to give me the tea. Is that a metal straw? It is. You got to be careful. Yeah, you could chip a toothy. Mm-hmm. Um, this club is like crazy. Why? Okay, now tell people. Okay, here's a question for the people. What makes a comedy club bad? Why don't we, can I flip that a second? And yes. Just, and just so, I, because I am on a kick of positivity instead of negativity. So well, I'm going to end with the positivity, but yes. Why don't I tell you what makes it good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bathroom in the green room. God bless. I got to poop before the show every time. Every time I got to poop. And walking through the crowd, I don't know about you, but people, I always have at least one person follow me. Oh, he's going to the bathroom. Let's go talk to him in the bathroom. Oh, that's smart. I don't like that. So bathroom in the green room. Yep. The people here are so attentive, right? So, and they say, look, it's little things, right? Little things. But they said, if you don't like the menu, let us order something for you from around, right? Now, here's the thing, Jess mate. It'll probably cost them a total, if I got something every night, a total of $150 extra, right? If, if that. But it, it changes my experience. And it changes the show. Yeah, because I'm happy. Look, every, they, 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 you know Adam, the guy who runs a Tacoma... Uh, yeah. So he owns this one. Oh, oh, then that, that, 
Which Every one of his clubs are amazing. You a card after oh my, the show. I got the fucking thing on my. It's on my dresser. It's so crazy. They have that and they guy all write who, something personal. And they have that one dude who massages your prostate. It's such I, a good, wait. Wait, I didn't. That wasn't. I don't think you. He have did a what? Yeah, you don't have a prostate. Well, I, I, I'll get one to get it massaged. <laughs> you know what? I got. I feel offer. left out. I got an offer to have a prostate massage once. Wait, and wait, wait. From who? Your doctor? A masseuse. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to pass for a, a, a variety of reasons. I would love to know the top three reasons. Okay. One, I'm not anti- Finger in the pooper. God but, bless. Put that on a new t-shirt. New yeah. merch. New merch alert. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not anti finger in the pooper, right? But it generally has to come from somebody who I know, i.e., Beth. And if it didn't come from somebody I know, it's got to come from somebody who I have recently seen wash their hands. God bless. Yes. Not somebody who's been massaging my body with oil and I don't know where their hands have been. Mm-hmm. They've been you know what I mean? You opened the door handle to come into this massage room, which means other people's hands have been on there and you're going to stick that digit in my no, no hole. I don't inside. No, no, I don't even, you know, I don't even want that digit on the outside. No, I don't want that. Especially in this new world. No. You keep your fucking weird ass amoeba ridden finger the fuck out of my space. Listen, I do not need you spelunking around in my asshole with a dirty finger. You know what I mean? Second merch <laughs> alert, guys. Second merch alert coming to you hard. <laughs> spelunking in my asshole. I think it was a Sex Pistols song. I believe it's the lead song. <laughs> Off your new album, why does it look like you're in a, a temporary hostel in Sweden? Well, here's the thing. So this room, <laughs> do you want me to show you what the room looks like? Yes, please. Okay. So I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. I just, I could go sit on the bed. Oh, I guess I could because I have, I don't need the, if I run out of batteries, then I'll come back. How about that? Okay. So here's where we are. See, this room is, oh, it's actually not. What city? Good. What city is it? O- Oklahoma okay. City? Ready? Okay. So here we go. The, it's it's in an art museum. The hotel is in. Oh, I it's kind of cool. It's very um, industrial. Can I it take looks like you? a yeah. Take I'm, me for a fucking walk. How cool is this? I want to show you when you get off the elevator. I want to make sure I have my key. I do. Okay. Watch this. Okay. 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 So this is oh. the creep. This is the hallways. Oh, creepy! Very American Psycho. Right. Look at this. Very it's, American oh, Psycho. There's probably a girl being that's getting something against her will in one of those rooms. It was in the room we just came out of. <laughs> oh. Bethany, are you okay? <laughs> okay, so wow. let me show you how cool it is. The gym, by the way, the gym. There's a sauna and everything that is free to everybody who. But I'm, I don't want to show you the cool art until we get off the elevator. The acoustics are amazing. Can you hit me a note that you're really trying to hit? Me, 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 me. Okay, look, look at this when you get off the elevator. Oh my God! Is it Chloe? Oh, it's the Kardashians! Wow! There Look is not at these limble. No, those are not Kardashian asses. Those are limber, limber bitches, though. I gotta tell you. Oh, the Wi-Fi might be a little weird because that's what I don't. I don't understand about Wi-Fi. Shouldn't the whole fucking hotel have it? 
That's a very positive vibe. I'm telling you, this hotel is so dope. And downstairs in the lobby is a art, like, it's a, it's just. Like a legitimate art gallery? See, this is why I don't understand why, if, if the Wi-Fi in the room works, why shouldn't it work in the fucking hallways? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all, right? <sighs> Did you get any of that, though? I, I mean, I saw the arrows pointing up, and then it was like. Yeah, it was out. All right. That's a very unique style. Usually, you know, traditionally, being on the road, you're in a fucking. If you're lucky, you're in like a one of those ones where divorced dads go to. What are those it, ones? Uh, like the Marriott Suites. Yeah, it's like a Drury Inn. Drury Inn. Do you want me to pull the? curtains behind me is it too bright behind me no it feels you know what this feels like an interview on a murder podcast let me turn the, let me, <laughs> let me hold on. like straight from jail wow it's a really nice room right it's huge oh my i didn't mean to yell sorry that was really loud guys oh my god yes, this room is so and the whole thing is just Tell me, okay, this is what I do when I go into, when I get into a city and I get into the hotel or whatever the accommodations are. The moment I get in sets the tone for the weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm either like this or I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Right? And what's in the surrounding area? So if I drive up and I look around and I'm like, am I going to have to take an Uber to get anywhere? Fuck. But if I can walk out and there's a place to get coffee... And a little something to eat. I don't need a whole, but just well, at least an option. And uh, get me a, a coffee with a croissant. Ooh, a croissant. A croissant. A croissant. A croissant. A croissant. Jessime, can I tell you by the way? And I have to ask you a couple questions. Oh God, ask all of them. Okay, you, you, just looking at your posts and and you seem, and I am, and this is why I'm asking you. You seem to be trying to sit in gratitude a lot more. Oh, it's a. I wake up in the morning, and my new routine is I meditate for 20 minutes and then I journal whatever came to me in that meditation. And that sounds, I realize people listening to this and I've been that person where you're like, oh, you fucking meditate, how cheesy. It creates a space for me to do a few things. One, experience and feel the loss that I have, you know, experienced these past few years which, as you know, in our career and the way we are, we go, 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 go. Sometimes we don't give honor to grievance and loss. So I get time and space to feel loss. And then because that clears up some depression, then I take inventory of what I do have. And then every morning I bawl my eyes out because of what I've lost and what I have. Just me. What? The gratitude thing is something that people have been like, I've heard it for years. Just say out loud what you're grateful for. And I'm, I'm not, listen, I'm that typical dude who's like, 
Uh, what do I need to say? Oh, it's so stupid. How is that going to help me say it out loud? I like bread. Okay, there you go. You know what I mean? Grateful for bread? Are you grateful for bread? Just so, just like, I like my feet. All right? I'm grateful for my feet. He's grateful for bread and feet, which, by the way, pay a lot of people's bills. By the way, bread and feet, also two things I do like. It's a band. It's Adam, Adam Ray's friend's band. Bread and feet. Oh, no, it's that's Head in the Heart. Wrong band. Right. But Bread and Feet opens for Head and Heart. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, Bread and Feet. I, for the first time ever, <laughs> saying out loud what I was grateful for, when I was done with it, I was weeping. <sighs> and I was like, well, clearly I needed that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I have been... I, I've always looked for life coaches in the right, but you know, those, whatever you consider Tony Robbins to be, what would he, what's he considered? To be? A guy who makes white people walk on coals. Yep. So I've always looked for one of those. Uh, and I he's, find he's, he's a mentor. He's a mentor. Yeah. And he's like a life, right? But the one thing about him, by the way, that was very much like my grandfather who all of a sudden had a phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, if you in those glasses too. The glasses really drove it home for me. I, you know what? I think I'm going all glasses. I think you should, and I, I like the thickness of these. These are like, for these are real glasses. They're readers, <laughs> so they're old person glasses. So the reason I want full time glasses, <laughs> I know the reason I want full time glasses is because. <laughs> Nothing makes me feel older. I don't feel old having glasses, but I feel old when I have to do this to see. Right. When the act of putting them on, totally understand it. I know. But you know what? Here's the conundrum that I have in my marijuana psilocybin brain. Where Are you people- taking the mushrooms? Oh, every morning. I love it. But teensy, scoochy, little scooch. Like a gram and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Just a peppering, if you will. Half you know when the guy comes by, he's like, you want pepper on your salad? Yeah. And he, and he goes, scooch, scooch, scooch. It's a half of the, it's like one. It's a half a scooch? It's like a, it's not, it's a. Okay. All right. Just a shaving off the top of the peppercorn in my coffee. <laughs> but there's by this the conundrum <laughs> that exists. By the way. That we should make that slang for women when they rub their clit, just shaving off the top of the peppercorn. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to shave off the top of the peppercorn. <laughs> it, it'll never make me look at salad the same. I'll never uh, order another salad. <laughs> uh, can you come over here and shave off the top of my peppercorn? Um, I, the conundrum, yeah, the conundrum, the conundrum exists in the, the juxtaposition of the eternal soul and the mortal being. So I have a problem because, you know, we say our bodies, we die, we're mortals, but our souls are eternal. So it's like, how do, how do both of those things exist? I think because, and I believe this, we're all energy. If you break it down, 
Right. We are. We're just a, we're just energy. Right. And so if you really believe that we're energy, which we are scientifically, if you break it down by the molecular level, we're energy. That if you consider the body to be the vessel and the energy sticks around, right? That's what I think ghosts are. I think ghosts are energy that just for whatever reason didn't get a chance to relocate, you know? Right. And I've been looking for my mom and dad's ghosts. Like, where the fuck? First of all, I understand if my dad's ghost can't find me because he had Alzheimer's. That motherfucker's probably at the wrong house. Actually, I saw him down the street. I was like, <laughs> I forgot to tell you. That's why I want to do the podcast with you today. <laughs> he was walking, but he looked happy. Yeah, he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that motherfucker's at the wrong house. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, son like, of a no, bitch! Wrong comedy club, bro. Wrong. <laughs> Do you know? I've, you just made me think of something hilarious. You're going to love this. Oh, I can't wait. Jeff Die and I were co-headlining years ago at the Fort Lauderdale. What was that club there in that casino? Hard Rock. There. Hard Rock. And Jeff was on stage, and my dad, if you're on the stage, was uh, stage right, just in the little, like right in the front. My dad took a call in the middle of Jeff Dye's set. Now, not just a call, but a very his his ringer was on. Oh no! And it was on his his belt clip. Oh no! And it was a flip phone. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> and, and and Jeff's on stage, and the phone rings, and Jeff just looks over, and my dad goes, "Yeah, no, yeah, I'm in a comedy club. Yeah, uh huh." And just continues to have the conversation. And Did Jeff, Jeff know it was your dad? No. Did he say something to him? He, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet he did. I was watching from the back, like, and then the best part, the best part. <laughs> You're not ready for this. I can't believe Is what my dad had on. Is what my dad had on. He had a t-shirt with his own face. No, he did not. Wait, yeah. was that because he had Alzheimer's and he had to remind no. him who he was? No, it was just because he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> did he get that made for himself? Oh, I gotta fucking find it for you. I oh feel like God. I have it right in I feel like I have it. I have a dad and a mom uh, album because they're both dead so if i want to see him i got a scoochie to it Just I, make- oh wait here it is no. Here it is. oh no <laughs> who, got him this, who got him this shirt i need to know who got the him. people at his bar the yeah. pe- <laughs> fuck out of here tell me you wouldn't fucking love him Look, look, look That's at him. amazing. Look at him. Look how happy he oh, is. Oh, my Lord. That is amazing. Are you kidding me? He. <laughs> Yo, and I t- tell me something right now. Tell me. Did he, did he ever walk up to people and go, guess who that is on my shirt? Yes, yes. Yeah, you know what he guess would who do? Who that is on my shirt? That's ex- he would a hundred the fact that you even say that is crazy. He would 100% do that. And the other thing he would do is when him and I were together after I was on MTV, he would go up to strangers and go, hey, 
you, you know television? You know television. Who's she? My daughter. Who's she? Who's she? He'd make he play a guessing game with just people out in the in the world. You know who she? You know where she's from? That's uncomfortable for people because you know they're like, no. You know what's great is that my mom too. My mom would always assume that since she knew who I was, everybody else did. Right. And you're like, well, mom, you knew me for a long time. Yeah, came out of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like. She would be like, she would even reference it in his book. And people would be like, I don't fucking know what that means. Like, what? <laughs> what? What book? Yeah, it was. I, yeah, can I ask you, like, for you, what was. I'll give you my example for me, and then I'm dying to know what it is for you. Okay. My parents, for them, I looked at them and knew not just that they were proud, but they were like, Oh, this is real. Mm. So for my parents, it was two things. For my dad, it was my book got a review in the New York Times. And for him, he was like, oh, you're in the New York Times. I'm like, Dad, I've been on TV for seven years. <laughs> Every week. I've been doing this for 22 years, Dad. Yeah. Well, you're in the New York Times. And for my mom, it was when I was uh, performing at Radio City Music Hall. For her, that was like. Wow. You could tell that for them, that's when it can, can you think of that moment? Like when you're like for your parents and they were like, Oh, that when they were kind of impressed when they were like, Oh, that was cool. You know, you know, I, and maybe it's the, the artist in me where I'm always wanting to do more. And I feel like a part of me that the, the part of you that isn't real, the, the noise that isn't real where you go, well, you haven't had that moment yet. I haven't done a special and my show isn't, you know, my fucking Netflix show that I shot while I lost my mom hasn't aired yet. Um, I don't honest. If I'm answering, honestly, I don't feel like I've had a moment like you've had where it's like a bigger, more tangible career milestone. But what I will say is my parents are both so, tirelessly and um filled with joy to support me throughout the process that I felt like I always had like every moment was something um there's one moment that stands out to my dad and it's like the opposite end of the spectrum to what you're saying but I think it still it still resonates I was doing this little bullshit show in upstate New York at this like lake bar like literally just this where people come in with fucking flip-flops and they're like hey ron oh ron you you left here at two o'clock in the morning you left your fucking fanny pack yeah fuck you like people where people come in and they know each other by first like, yeah, they, yeah they all got keys to the bar yeah one of those places i wish i could remember the name of it but i was doing a tour called the white trash comedy tour love it john moses from from new york a very funny oh, comedian okay. from new york yeah and I did my set and, and it it's one of those sets where you're keyed in, you're just tuned in. And this was years ago. This was like over 10 years ago, but I just happened to be like on this flow, you know, in this flow state, it was a great set. And I remember at the end of my set, before I was done, my dad like rose to his feet and clapped his hands. Like he was, he had so much fun and laughed so hard that I took him out of his seat. 
at the end of this bullshit show, this bullshit show in this bullshit bar in this bullshit town, these bullshit people. And that's, that's stuck with my mind. Anytime those voices that don't matter start to go, well, you didn't really do the thing yet. I've done the thing my whole, I like, I I want to tell you something. Yeah. True. Out of all the people, not women, out of all the people who have ever attempted to do what you and I do, you are in the 1% of successful people who have ever attempted to do what we do. You understand that? Like, out of all the people who ever tried comedy, out of all the people who've ever done stand, ever hopped on an open mic, been like, I'm going to do this, you are in the 1% of those people. It's That's not fucking crazy. Just me, it's not about. Look, why in the fuck would I compare myself to Chappelle? Why? I'm not Chappelle. I have a different life. Why would I compare myself to, to anybody else? And this is new stuff for me. Because you know that one of the things that I've struggled with the most is what I felt like was a lack of respect from other comics, my peers. Mm -hmm. And what I've really found, and I'm going to try to keep my shit together when I talk about this. I'll cry with you. I didn't respect myself. Mm. So I was looking for other people to fill that respect for me. And I didn't respect, there was part of me that didn't respect what I did or, or that I played the guitar or any, anything. I just didn't respect me. And so I tell you something crazy. uh, Just this morning I was talking to um, someone who's been helping me compile tours and stuff. And I was talking about you and I said, how much, I think you're, and I've said this to you, you're one of the most entertaining comedians, aside from you being like one of my nearest and dearest friends, that what you do on stage, nobody can hold a candle to and how that used to be the thing that would make you feel self-conscious. You're in, it's like your, your greatest strength can become your kryptonite when you don't realize that it's your greatest, your greatest strength. The, The fact that you play guitar is such a, unique thing there's not like who's doing that and Mm -hmm. and who can make a song and then not only that you're making really funny entertaining music videos and and also collaborating with like all these cool artists in nashville like it's such a you're the thing that you thought was holding you back or not that you thought it was holding you back the thing that you're self-conscious about is the thing that's setting you apart yes and i really appreciate you saying that i I was too concerned with what other people think and that's all make believe. Yeah. It it's really is. Other, it's, all, it's here. It only exists here. I'm having conversations that have never happened, never will happen. And, right. and I'm having them in my head with people who I'm never going to talk to. Right. Fake arguments. Fake arguments. Fake that arguments. are only, that only serve to hold you back from what you can truly do. Yes. And I I believe that my subconscious is telling a story that I want to get out of. Mm, and I really in the, last, in the last couple of weeks really really felt like I need to, that's why this story for me has been the same for so long. Damn. Because it's my insides 
that are telling me. So it doesn't matter what I say out here. It doesn't matter if I change my behavior because inside that guy inside is always, you know, I'm listening to this dude, Jim Fortin, his podcast has basically started to change any turn me on to this guy. And, um, he was like, man, your insides are your outsides. That's it. So, and you can change what you do and those things will change for a little while. But if you don't change who you are, yep. doesn't matter what you do. And he gave great examples. He was like, you know, like when you see the people in the, these really poor people win the lottery and almost to the fucking letter, all of them lose their money. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're poor on the inside. Yep. So their subconscious is telling the story of, Hey, I know you think you're rich. Let's get rid of that money. Right. Yep. And so I've really been telling myself a different story and it starts, yo, it starts with being on stage in the story I've told myself for many years. And it's not true. I, I am really good at what I do. You're great I, at it, it. But it's been why I've never been able to acknowledge that for myself is, I don't know. I don't know. But, and for other things, and I think for people both like you and I, the word selfish doesn't have to have a negative connotation. But for our job, we have, our, our business is ourselves. Yep. But for those of us who have told ourselves negative things about ourselves for years, so reinvesting in that business, your subconscious is telling you you're, you're investing in a business that hasn't, isn't going to be able to produce for you. Right. So you don't. So you know what you and I would do? And I'm going to throw you in this because I know yeah, it's from ahead. in the past. And this is why I mentioned the way this looks right now. Mm -hmm. In the past, you and I are so similar, man. We're great at doing things 85% of the way. Mm -hmm. We'll get it almost to the finish line, but there's something inside of us that tells us we're B students. We're not A students. Yes. And fuck that. 85% fuck of the way. Fuck that noise. It's just noise. And 85% is not good enough. That's what I've told myself the whole time. So that's why some of my videos, I'm making content, but I'm like, it needs to look better. And I would say that to myself, but there's something in me that would stop at that 85%. Right. And I'm not, that's just not how we're doing it anymore. Well, isn't it great out of quarantine? It, there's no, there's, it's just not going to be that way anymore. Mm -hmm. it, there's just no way. I feel the same way where it's like, I, I'm done leaving this little cushion of space to allow me to fail or to anticipate failure. It's always that like artist anticipation of failure that holds you back from succeeding. And it's not that, you know, everything you do is going to be a success, but at least to go full bore with complete conviction going, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is the way I'm going to fucking do it. I might make some mistakes, but fuck it. I'm going to complete it and make it be something that I'm really proud of instead of listening to these. But the idea just made, the idea of mistakes is the big thing. Also, I needed to get past. I'm never going to put out anything. If you, you lean into perfection. You're never going to put out anything that 100% of the people like. And no matter what never. you put out, you're going to get judged. Yep. And so for those of us who have been like, oh, I can't put that out. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Really what that is, is me being scared of being judged. 100%. Because it's not perfect. Why do I care it's not perfect? Because I want the people watching it not to comment something. 
I can't worry about that. Right. And it doesn't, it's such a, you know, perfectionism while it can be useful to be attentive to detail and it can be something that is used as a tool, perfectionism. It's also something that is a hindrance. It's a fear of failure. It's a fear of failure. So you're like, if I make, if this isn't perfect, I can't do it. Well, like you said, nothing can be perfect. There's a risk with everything you do. Yeah. So you use the perfectionism as an excuse to not complete the task because how can I complete the task? It's not fucking perfect. Yeah. Well, who the fuck is? None of these bitches in their filters. None of these motherfuckers on Instagram. Yo, those filters. Oh, Fangul. They really make the nose look nice though and they get rid of the chimpies. What are the chimpies? Oh, fucking chimpos. Oh, but can I tell you that my nose is getting more Jewy as I get older? God bless. It wasn't Jewy younger, but now I'm getting a little bit at the, you know. Oh, no, I don't see it. No? No. Okay. I really think you've stepped into this look. Oh, hey, guess what? What? Speaking of looks, what do you think about this, Jessica? Shaving your asshole, leaving a little patch that's purple. I love it. Way ahead of you. I actually, what I do is I shave my asshole and I, except I leave a little patch and I dye it the color of whatever sports team in the city that I'm going to. The color? The color. So at the end of every weekend, I show everybody my asshole and it's the color of their sports team and people clap and they're like, yeah. That's really, that's festive. Yeah. Oh, I'm a collegiate guy. (laughs) Your asshole is the collegiate guy. (laughs) (laughs) When I drop my pants, you hear the band go. And then those little confettis, you, you <laughs> fart them out. Someone pulled a popper in my asshole. <laughs> well, that would be great if a little dude, if like Owen Wilson from Night at the Museum, came in my asshole. <laughs> and that little capuchin monkey comes out with. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, you're making a point. Oh, so this is also, I think, I think I'm going to start to go no hat. I like it. And I'm changing my, so I really, t- I told Beth, I go, I'm, I want to change the whole aesthetic. I just don't want, I don't think I want to do t-shirt jean guy anymore. That's to- And that's totally doable. I think you're not t-shirt jean guy. Maybe you were t-shirt jean guy because you wanted to be look likable or whatever. Less, um, it gets so crazy. I honestly have felt this way about you from the day I met you. Our paths are so simpatico because I, not to take away from what you're saying, but only to add to it. I recently have thought I don't want to be the girl who who's dressed like I'm in hoodies and like these. I've started to wear like what are you gonna wear? Sex, not like sex clothing, but just clothing that shows I'm comfortable being a woman and loving myself as a woman. Nice, so pussy out. Yeah, open front chaps. Just, <laughs> just fucking. Sh- oh my god! Over. Just, a, just the reverse clap. Just like this. 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, I do. So I, I don't mean to interrupt you. And you're no. Go ahead, please. Chat. My chat, my my coochie chaps. So we were in uh, years ago. Chelsea took all of us to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Cabo. Cabo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, friend Jello told you about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a guy down there, and I won't say what his name is because he's married with kids. But so we bring him to. He'd never been to a strip club. Oh, fun cool. And I go, hey man, I go, you want to go to a strip club? And he's like, yeah. And so uh, there was another woman. She was like, I never been to a strip club either. I go, why don't you come? Let's watch. Let's go watch him. It'll be funny. So she goes, okay. So we walk in, and I walk up in front, and I tell the guy, I go, look, from the states. My buddy has never been to a strip club before. Oh, and he's like, his first one is in Mexico. I go, yeah. And I go, I need the grossest woman you have. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean gross? I'm like, oh, it's old, the oldest one you got and someone who's just willing to do any. And he was like, we got one of those. And I go, okay. I go, so my buddy's going to come up. I'm going to send him right to the boom, boom room. And she comes in after. And he goes, okay. So he comes up and I go, hey, man, got you hooked up. And he was like, okay, I'm really nervous. I don't know what to do. I'm like, just go in. And I told him, I go, go in, just go with the flow. Whatever she says to do, you just follow her lead. And he goes, okay. So me and this woman sit down. Now, first, I had no, we sit down and there's a woman dancing on the stage. So there's a couple things that happened this night, which were next level. Great. We're watching this woman dance. And my friend is doing this. And I go, what are you doing? She goes, and we were a couple rows back. She goes, what is that? What is that hanging out of her vagina? And I go, her vagina. Her vagina is hanging out of her vagina. And she goes, just like your face. She goes, what? I go, yeah. I go, some of them are innies and some of them are outies. What? Some of them look like Homer Simpson's mouth sideways, just hanging out. Just, you've never seen that. I think a Homer Simpson's mouth sideways and it seems like a macaroon. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> like that's that's a goal to make it look tucked up like a cookie. Oh no, no. Have you never seen the Audi? No. Oh the Audi. So I was like, yeah, that's an Audi. Like Audi, like what's like a out? It's come it's like a mollusk? <laughs> Is this crudo? Is this ceviche? Is this a ceviche dish? Let me just tell you, it's very rare that you. Use <laughs> it is mollusk, literally rare. Mollusk as a punchline, but you nailed it. You nailed it. Did you check that off the list. It's still on my list of things that I've never been able to use it as a punchline, but you still got it. <laughs> Most people wouldn't know what a fucking mollusk was. So oh, kudos, crudo to you. Crudo. <laughs> Yellow tail crudo to you. Ding, 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 ding. That was me playing my guitar. <laughs> um, so she was like, why? I go, some of them just hang out a little bit. About two or three minutes later, my buddy comes walking briskly up to the table. And he goes, come on, get out of here. I go, are you done? He goes, we're getting out of here. Now the woman, I, know, I know. I feel like I know who this buddy is. The woman who danced for him, because I saw her. She had a dick. Let me give you the body type. Oh, God. Probably mid-40s, but not a great – this is not a good mid-40s. Skinny, skinny, skinny legs. 
Oh no. Flat ass, but round body. Oh, my, my grandma Jean. So tiny, tiny titties, probably about the same as mine, but a big old belly. Yep. Flat ass. Uh-huh. Short, curly, abuela hair. Go- you know what I'm saying? You just described the lady who killed Selena. Yeah, that's exactly what she looked like. Yolanda <laughs> Salvador, suck a dick. So my buddy comes out and he goes, let's get out of here. He goes, he goes, let's get out of here. We're walking down the stairs. We haven't said anything. And I go, well, he goes, first of all, fuck you. And I, go, <laughs> I started to laugh. And he goes, did you say, he didn't know that I had said, send in the nastiest. He goes, did you say, I go, no, I just told him, hook my buddy up. And he goes, you saw what she looked like? He goes, yeah. He goes, so I'm sitting on the chair and she's dancing for me. And she's like, do you want to touch my pussy? And and he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to. She goes, come touch my pussy. And And he's like, no, I don't want to. And so he said she was dancing and he was just kind of, you know, and she stuck her fingers in his mouth. And he was like, oh, and she goes, did you taste my pussy? She had put her fingers and then put it in his mouth. He drank like a half a bottle of straight vodka. He was like, I'm killing whatever was. Can you believe that shit? This 90-year-old stripper from Cabo dusted herself off and jammed it in my brain. She shaved the peppercorn. She shaved the top of the peppercorn. Crazy, right? Yeah. I couldn't you, stop laughing. Josh, you did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. And you're telling yourself you can't achieve dreams. You do. <laughs> but that was my dream, not his. <laughs> Doing that to somebody else was completely my dream. How gross is that? Tell me you talk about this in your stand-up. I've never talked about it in my stand-up. Oh, come on. I'll tell you something. Every now and then I'll reach out to him and be like, do you still have all your teeth or just something crazy? Like, have you just given- my pussy? You, my you should get a recording of somebody just going, Es señor, desde my pussy. Quieres un poco de mi gato? Wow, I like how when you do accents, your eyes change. You- I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I imagine she looks like. You want to taste my pussy? <laughs> Why drunk Mexican pirate? I like that. I, I just imagine Cheech. Oh, you did not pussy. Cheech from from dust till dawn. I was j- literally. We've got the small pussy, big pussy, old pussy. Yeah. it's exactly way, from dust till dawn. So Selma, Hay- Selma Hayek for me is my all timer. One of the sexiest scenes I've said this in movie history is in this movie. No doubt. No, her. And, that and, and for fucking Quentin Tarantino to write himself into this scene, you foot perv. Let me ask you a question, because I know that you we've had a, we've talked about your love affair of the pit. And my joke, I still wish that I hadn't told you, but just the fact that you thought you had that number on your phone was great. Fucker. I honestly. The, 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 the three great two greatest heart. Three greatest heartbreaks in my life. And, and I'm going from backwards to the most painful. Okay. Losing my dad, losing my mom, my mom finding out that Brad Pitt number wasn't real. Dude, if I had waited two more weeks. Two? 
I was preparing to call the fucking number with a full photo shoot. I had just been on, I'd been high with Andy Letterman on her podcast. And I was like, I told her. sober. Yeah. So dumb. Now, let me ask you something about From Death Till Dawn, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Clooney's in that. But that's a young Clooney. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer the young Clooney or 10 years from there Clooney? 10 years from there Clooney because he's a little bit more emotionally malleable and humbled. Yeah, he's yeah 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 he he had a little he's even more charming ten years from there. Yeah, and he had you know that role was, I feel like that was the only role we saw him play. Not the America's nice guy. Yeah, not the guy next door. Yeah, and he he's good at that. I I feel like maybe it's a narcissism thing, but these guys and may, maybe I'm wrong, but the roles he's chosen, I've never really seen him play a role where he's not the martyr or, you know, he's playing the lesser likable character. And I feel like in dust till dawn, we saw a glimpse of that. And I like that. I like that he yeah. went there and I feel like he could go there even more. I think he, he was halfway there uh, with in plain sight with that JLo. Remember that one with him oh. and JLo? Oh, that's a good call. Right, because he was he he was he. You know what he does well? He plays the good bad guy. Right, yeah. Ocean's Eleven. He's the good bad guy. In right. Plain, right, he like yes. plays like, like plays a rascal. Yes, and I it like, and it, you know, I feel like there's two, there's maybe three types of acting: bad acting, mm-hmm. actors who exploit who they are personally, and it works in their favor, and then Daniel Day Lewis. Um, Meryl Streep and uh, let's see um, Angela Bassett yeah. and Denzel like the, yeah. then everybody else underneath them right Um, but when it comes to like people like George Clooney play the bad guy what what are you doing playing the same thing over and over it's so boring I want to see George Clooney as a murderer you'd never see him as a murderer I want to see and to Brad me that's Pitt. crazy Brad Pitt is a bad guy Oh, he's gonna be a bad guy in this pussy later. You know, somebody said to me the other day, "You want the taste of this pussy?" Get into my pussy. Is there? Do you think Brad would mind if I came at him like, oh, "You want to taste of my pussy?" Okay, hold on. So you, I'm gonna be Brad Pitt. Okay. Okay. And so where am I? I'm at a bar. Okay, I'm at a bar. I don't drink anymore, so I'm just sipping a club soda with lime. That's right. He's a stoner, though. I am. I was going to say, I'm high. <laughs> so I'm club soda with lime. <laughs> but I, just like him, he, I'm eating something. So he's got a lollipop in his mouth. He's always eating. Always uh, eating. This pussy. That pussy. Okay. <laughs> 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 baby. Uh, <laughs> by the way, what a great line. I know you like to eat in your movies. How about you come eat on my pussy? Yeah. Hey, Brad Pitt. I see you sucking on that sucker. You're always eating something in their movies. Do you want to eat this pussy? <laughs> I need to know what this part is. What's it's a flavor doing? saver. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pussy platter. You know what I love about the accents we're doing is they're changing as we're doing them. Oh, God, we've spanned nations. It's part Mexican, <laughs> part Russian. I think I heard some Finland in yours. There was a thick Finland situation and a dash of Norwegian, which is uh, troll. Don't thick, trigger. Thick Finland was my nickname in high school. <laughs> 
Huckleberry Thick Finland. Uh, I can't. The taste of the pussy. Oh, we gone Asian now. I like it. <laughs> okay, Jessamay, I have a question for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Cause I know what I think. So, so look, I think as comics, we're in an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people should be doing jokes that offend people just to offend people, right? And there's certain things you shouldn't be talking about. Right? I agree. Like I would say, if you were making fun of Asian people and then did that accent, right? Right. I understand how, how someone would be offended. Right, if, right, right. If I'm telling a story, and say I'm telling a story from somebody from the South, I'm going to give them a Southern accent. If, right. I meet a, if I meet a Russian, I'm going to give them a Russian accent. Because for me, as a storyteller, I love every bit of detail. Yeah, you're animating. You're, you're drawing I, color. British is going to be British accent, right? All you this. think Native Americans didn't grunt when they were telling stories of animals? and Exactly. If other I do tribes. a story with an Asian guy, and I do the accent, oh. is that off? I'm doing every other accent, right? If I did a German accent, you wouldn't you wouldn't blink at a German accent, dude. And if I did a British accent, right, in the in my in my the guy in the story was black and I right. gave a British accent, nobody would say a fucking thing. No one would say a thing. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm so This is a storytelling paradox. I'm in the middle on this one because I know what my intent, my intent isn't even for the accent to be funny. My intent is to tell you the whole story. Right. And I have a friend who, when he talks about this one individual who is a British man with a lisp, he cannot, without fail, every time he tells a story and it comes down to what Andy said, he does the accent as Andy, a guy with a lisp, a British guy with a lisp. It doesn't matter who's in the room. Right. He doesn't mean it to offend Andy. He doesn't mean it to offend people with lisps. It just draws you into the story. So I guess it depends on your intention. If your intention is to draw someone into a story, to connect with them, I feel like the accent is safe. I feel like it's safe. If your intention is to make fun of kind of like, you know, people have done in the past, like our president Right, right. He wasn't doing this to draw people into the conversation. He was doing this to make fun of somebody who had a neurodegenerative issue. Right. Two totally different scenarios. Right. So if I'm, that's the thing. Like if I was like, you know, Asian people and I made an Asian voice, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that would be what I would understand. You would be offended. But if I was like, so I had this Asian masseuse and I, or if I had this, I met this Asian person, and so we were, and, and I'm telling a story, and I'm like, and then this guy came up to me and he said, and if part of the joke is the, do you know what I mean? Like, I, just, I think, you know what I think, honestly, as a comedian, there's so much to gain from doing the voice with somebody who's of that dialect that it's worth whatever reparations come from it for two, for two reasons. One, you overcome the uncomfortability associated with being in the face of somebody who is or maybe close to the native language. Two, you connect with somebody on a, on a, on a level that otherwise you wouldn't have because of fear of dismount. Do you know fear of dismount? 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something. Like, you, do you want me to hook it? This pussy, dismount this pussy. How about this? What do you about to think about this as a way to do the joke? I love this. Do I want to say it on a podcast? Yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's how I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to tell a story because I have a story in mind, a particular story, which is why I'm asking. Okay. And I'm going to tell the story and I'm going to do it. And when I get to the voice, I'm going to be like, and I met this German woman and I'm going to do the German voice. Okay. And I'm going to do it a couple times. And I'm going to be like, see, now none of you were offended by German. She was actually Asian. So if I'm going to do an Asian accent now, you weren't offended by the German. Are you going to be offended by the Asian? Because That's I was really just, doing, just doing an accent. That's a really good point. I think that what might be. What an interesting way- approach. It really, it really touches on societal sensitivities and censorship. Because when you think of the German people, they don't got a good reputation. And it's kind of like the asshole in the class where you're like, fuck him. Right. He was a prick all last summer. Germany is the asshole on the playground of life. Yeah, or Russia. Or Russia. You don't want to say that because they're going to come. They're going to. On a global scale. They're going to be like, I'm going to come get your booze. And I'll come get your booze. Germany. Suck on these booze. Give me the German accent. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> this is why I wanted to hear it. Okay, okay, you do yours, and I'm gonna do mine. Because I can't, here's the thing. I don't know how to do one. Okay, I'll try. I can't even hear one in my head. Does you want to suck on this pussy? Because <laughs> I gotta commit to it. Wow, wow. Okay, so what? I, what, what are we saying? What are we saying? So I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know why this is the sentence, but it's just the theme of yep. the day. Do you mm-hmm. want to suck on this pussy? Okay. So German, right? Do you want to suck on this? That's not it. Do you want to suck on this boozy? Is that German? What does German sound like? That's still, that's still the Mexican lady. I didn't change it at all. No, she's still um, She's tired. She's at the end of her shift. She just did a shot at Patron. She did a shot at Patron and the fumes are still up in her olfactory. What is German? What does it sound like again? (laughs) 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 The two worst people in accents ever. (laughs) We did that on your fucking on your fucking high live. We did the accents. My favorite and in the car with Boomer on the way back from Lowell Farms, he made us do accent off. In front of the Uber driver, who must have been like. Who was literally calling the embassy. Yeah, he was just like, hey, first of all, I'm going to drop these people off at this corner yeah, because I can't hear these accents. They're doing Ethiopia now, and I, I just, I'm from Ethiopia, and I'm triggered. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get down to like. By the way, smaller dialects. If we had nailed an Ethiopian accent and he kicked us out of the car because of that, I'd have been like, "Here's your tip. Thank you so much." Yeah, I nailed that. I nailed it. You know how hard of an accent that is. First of all, I don't have any energy because I'm starving. Hey, oh, Ethiopian joke. Great food. Great food. By the way, that Ethiopian. Those. You're probably a little too young to have enjoyed Sam Kennison. I loved Sam. So Sam was my favorite. Comic ever. Do you know why the, the fourth time I was ever on stage, I opened for him? Wow. At the store? 
No. Where? So. No. no. That was closer to German. No. That's not it. No. Nein. 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 He's a friend. Nein. That's all. Nein. Nein. I, know, I was about to try to. We, we are taking a. We are taking, is that right? We are taking a cab driver. No, that's it. I don't know why we would take a cab driver either. You know what would be terrible is if we tried to do a German accent and offended Asians. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure we've single handedly handled. Just so you know, every accent we've tried today sounds like some part of Asia. It, it, in, a, in a whole bunch of like yeah. early morning Mexicans. You guys, you had a Mexican Asian. You had like, you you had an Asian and, and Mexican parent. You know what I mean? My parent, my, I was adopted because I clearly lived. You were adopted down the block from a concentration camp. <laughs> okay. And then the guy moved to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's where you, that's where you got snatched up. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I feel like you were making a point though. I don't remember what I was talking about. Though. You were talking about, you were talking about, wait, 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 the joke in talking about if, if uh, you did it to, you wanted to go back. Can I tell you? So I, I'm, I, I did that. The only way. Okay. I did that recently with a song mm-hmm. and I've, and I used that kind of tricks, not to write the word, but device. But, yeah, what I'm trying to do is show people that they're being triggered for whether they're actually offended or not. Yep. They're just they're being, being they're being trained to be triggered. Yeah. And so there's a song I sang, man, I the, you'd have to see it live. I mean, I I could I, play I, it I way, fucking better I, see it live. Listen to me, Jessamay. This is maybe the best song I've ever written. It is. Do you want me to play for you? Yes, please. For real? Yes, please. But when does this come out? Oh, we're live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right now. It's actually broadcasted yeah, yeah. at Dodger I'm, Stadium. Say hi I'm to your actually, family. I'm actually getting cancellation texts. As we <laughs> well, if you'd like it to come out later, I can wait two weeks. No, because this song is on my coming out on my special. So Next, I don't want so, to put it out on here first. So... So we can wait. We can pause. We can wait to delete to put this out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but we'd have to wait more than we should. We can wait. We can we, wait. Uh, do I'll, do do a little bit. Just a little bit. You have to sing the whole. What about just like a chorus? Can we get a chorus? He left, guys. He walked off set. I have triggered Josh Wolf. <laughs> Josh Wolf is back near the arrows. The bloody arrows. This isn't it, but. Uh, I can play a real. I'll play a real short song for you. Okay. Okay. You know that Suzanne Vega song. My name is Luca. And I, you never heard my name is Luca? No, but I'm excited to hear your version. Here's a version. Ready? I see your fupa. <laughs> your pussy has a second floor. That's all I got right now, but I think it's gonna be pretty funny. I... Your pussy has a second floor? <laughs> yeah. God, I, think... I really love to co-write that with you. Yeah, I think I'm, that song might be done. I'm not sure I'm going to beat that punch. But I love I... you got your guitar out for that. 
I'm having so much fun with this guitar. Just me. So I do an hour of stand-up, and then I do like 20 minutes on the guitar. I tell clubs, I'm like, you don't need a, you don't need an MC. And tell really? the feature. I say, tell the feature to just do 20 minutes. He can get on stage and do 20 minutes, and I'll take care of everything else. Wow. Doing I kind of like that. Because I don't – here's the thing. I am a stand-up comic, so I want to do my stand-up. Yep. But you're getting – when you come to my shows, it's a full fucking show. Yeah. It's a full show. It's stand up. And then the songs have been. They probably fucking love it. Crushing. The songs. They have probably been- love it. Do you ever do like uh, a, a, a improv song with the audience? All the time. You know what else I do? And these videos are on my YouTube page. But I do a dance off where I play. Um, I want it that way. And I have audience members come on stage. And they do interpretive dance to the song behind me. And then the audience votes to who their favorite is. And then whoever's server that customer is, I give that server $100. Oh, my God. So they're dancing for tips for their server. You're creating strippers is what you're telling me. And you better tell them to smell these. (laughs) I had one girl who got on stage and her boyfriend broke up with her for getting on stage. I go, oh, fuck him. I go, I go, why don't you ask your boyfriend to come up here? And she goes, he laughed. I go, what? She goes, he laughed. He said, if you get on stage, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back for you. Oh, and he I can't like, handle it. And I told her, I go, who's giving her a ride home? And like 30 guys were like, I'll fucking drive her right now. Did we f- make sure she made it home okay? I got her. Okay. No idea. You're, you're um, no idea. Just say no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I am having so much fucking fun with this i can't even believe it well that's what you told me like when we've had our conversations in the past where it's like finding the energy and motivation and joy in things we do can sometimes be fucking hard especially when we're experiencing our own personal turmoil and the one thing you know you've said to me is like you've got to make it fun for you because it, the reason why we started this was at some point it was fun. Yeah. And you have to exploit the part of it that is fun and and, and not give a f- – and, and one of those things for me is goofiness, being me goofy too. and me physical. Too. Me too. And you know what else? I was – I've been struggling the last five years where I'm like, I am getting a little older. I kind of grow up with my humor and I'm like, wait – Fuck that. This is who I am, man. Farts are funny. Do you know what I mean? It's Fart Friday, and I totally forgot. I will fart on a voice memo and send it to you. We promised before the end of the day. I got sidetracked because my sweet potatoes are growing branches, and that that took up my whole morning. I had some chorizo with an espresso today, so I'm going (laughs) to have I'll have one for you. Is your your hotel on fire? What was that? Charm. <laughs> is there? What is it? Is that a bell in your? That's my guitar. Oh, Fangul. That was a gorgeous note. Sound like it came through a speaker system. It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it came through. Um, I can't, I can't believe it's already been a fucking hour. How is that possible? Has it really? Yes. Oh, shit. What? Well, what do you want to what do you want to say in conclusion? In conclusion, first and foremost, and I mean this with all sincerity, watch my pools. <laughs> no, um, 
I love you like a sister. I have been worried, but not worried, like not worried in the grand scheme, but just a, as someone who cares for you deeply about you over the last few years, I am so happy to see you smiling again and feeling like, obviously you're not healed, but right. I can feel that you're healing. Mm -hmm. Like, and even if it's taking baby step, but if you, if you're who am I as Jessamate today feels way different than even it did five months ago. Yeah. Um, and so I, well, I just, I am sincerely happy for you. I want nothing but the very best for you. You're one of the four people I'm bummed I don't get to see now that I don't live in LA. Mm, me too. But I believe in you and I'm here for you whenever you need, if you ever need anything or if you just want to fart on a voice memo. <laughs> we have that kind of relationship, you know? And um, you know what? Nothing. Nothing secured to me our relationship more than that little bump in the road we had two months ago. I and I, I said to Beth, she said, are you worried? I go, nah, this is not an LA friendship. Mm -mm. It's not like something where we're never going to, we're just family members who hit a hiccup. And then yeah. two days later we were like, okay, that's over. Yeah. I, that's and that's how it will always be. There'll be uh -huh. more hiccups and we'll always approach, uh, approach them with, we'll, uh, calm love and just gratitude for one another yeah and so you know i'm always here for you no matter what whether it's for something serious or just for something real dumb which i know we like too <laughs> and um and yeah and so getting that the important stuff out of the way when is this going to be when are you going to post this whenever you want me to so it now is july 23rd whenever it works for you next week possible okay yeah guys this week i'm going to be in west palm beach Oh, shit. Uh, the week after that, I'm in Dallas. And the week after that, New England people, I have one show in the Northeast this year. It's a, it's just giant venue. I'm going to put on a fucking rock and roll show. The guitar is going to be out in full effect. They're going to have a screen and some great speakers. It's outdoor at a place called The Farm. It's Oh, that sounds awesome. Gorgeous. Those are the three weeks that are coming up, plus ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. A comedian, uh, Josh Wolf Comedy on all my socials. I have new clips out on my YouTube channel, new comedy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that California versus Nashville stuff that I've been doing on my it's Instagram. So f the, the latest one with you in the outfit and the <laughs> fucking hat. Like, I, this is, you don't wear Nashville, Nashville wears you. That's, yeah, that's it. I think that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, I don't wear these clothes. These clothes wear me. <laughs> yeah. But also, God, I really want you to put the outfit on on stage. Oh, I, I feel like you should have like a, um, like a somewhat of a closet on stage where you can kind of pull from clothes the way you pull from, you know, like we have our shit in Weeds Day and High Live where you pull yeah. your fun. You should have like a closet on stage that you fucking play with when you do your guitar. Have like a, you need, you need a fucking rhinestone. A rhinestone jacket. Okay, just so you know, that's what that black jacket, they're putting the rhinestones on them right now. Uh, yeah, and you better sell like a select few for your super fans. So just so you know, I wore that outfit for six songs during my special. <laughs> I 
thought you were going to say six weeks. And I, the, and still- I just want to make sure I was comfortable with it. Slept it in. Slept in it, <laughs> Made breakfast. Had a breakfast burrito. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Got massages in it. They were like, you want to take the clothes off? No. no. Rub, rub right through the leather. It doesn't look, it doesn't look comfortable laying down with that hat. Good job. Um, but, yeah. I have been. And I am... I, so I just feel free again. That's that is the best place to perform and create from, and it takes us getting all this out—the trauma, dealing with the trauma, and honoring our healing, and processing our thoughts. That we have to learn that the thoughts aren't our truth. All that stuff comes with age and, and grace. So I feel like we're both in a place where we're learning that what's happened to us and what we think about ourselves isn't our reality. And we can mold our reality to be what we want it to be. No matter what, we don't pay attention to what people say or what other people are doing. We just do what brings us the most joy and have the most fun being weird and bold and all those things that other people don't have an iota of balls or courage to do. Yeah. You know, there's this one quote from Robin Williams, whose birthday was just a couple days ago. Where he said, Is it the touch my pussy quote? Is it touching my pussy? <laughs> Super funny. Is it touching my boo? <laughs> oh, it's. Oh, oh, um, you have. Only a little spark of madness, and you mustn't lose it. That's it. You have a little short lifetime to let your madness literally be on fire. Let it be on fire. Let that motherfucker burn. I love that. I can't see these naysayers through the flames. I'm too busy walking across the coals with my homeboy, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That dude, well, you know the first time he had said he was like walk cross coals you won't feel it. people were like yeah he was like yep and they walked across coals you know he was like that fuck that dumb fuck just walk across the pole he's like oh, I got something here charge yeah. him fifteen grand for the week we've yeah. got something reach out the white well I love you so much I love you I I I wish I could see you in person but even just seeing you like this does it fills my soul. So good. And I'm sorry that we didn't get to see each other when I was in LA. It's hard. You've got your family and you know, you're going through your own family thing and you're getting pulled in nine different directions. I know what it's like when you come home and you know, I get it. It it makes when we see each other that much more special, you know, I only got to see you for a few minutes in Nashville, but that like little breakfast just, you know, brings you back to life a little bit. We'll find ways throughout this year and career to, see each other and you know you and i are co-creating something together so us individually in the world will see what we have to do i can't wait for people to see what we're creating for you i know it's gonna be so good it is we're gonna make motherfuckers cry i think so from this pussy I love how you let the fingers linger in front of the camera for longer. <laughs> take a sniff. Do you want a lick? Go ahead, take a sample. It's like if Ren and Stimpy went real dirty. Oh God! How great! Stimpy. Yes. You idiot! To smell this p- 
We've just been screaming this for an hour. You know, the people on either side of me in the hotel are like, what's going on next door? What Did you the- smell her pussy, for God's sake? Yeah, well, we get it done. What's it smell like? <laughs> you keep singing about it. Well, what the hell is, is it? Cardamon or carp? Is it sea trout? Come on over here. Smell this pussy, dear. It smells like Everclear. Please go down on me and you plainly see my pussy's a weird shade of green because I eat a lot of salads. And my pussy's very healthy. It's one of the food groups. So eat my pussy. Get your greens in. Get your greens in. Eat my pussy. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. And um, let me know when you're back. I'll be back in LA next month. Well, I better fucking see you. You will. Okay. Who ends this? Me or you? Both of us. Three. It's like I don't want to say goodbye, but. Two. One. What am I? <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.